everybody. Welcome back to the Quiet Mind Astrology Podcast. I am Jeremy Devins, and I want to talk today about what happens before we get clear on something. So for me, something that I've struggled with over the years and constantly, regularly look for is finding some sort of sense of clarity. And the topic of today's episode is confusion creates clarity. So I like the Abraham Hicks concept of contrast creates clarity. And that's helpful. Like when we know what we don't want, we know what we do want. But in that space of knowing what we don't want, there's even before that, there's often confusion, uncertainty. What do I do? Where do I go? What should I decide on? Not knowing. And that is normal. I think. So I'll give you an example from personal experience this week, being here in Oaxaca in Mexico, as I shared about recently. Turns out I'm right on a fault line. I didn't know this. And it is very active. And earthquakes are very common here. I didn't know this. And we had an earthquake here this past week. My first time ever experiencing an earthquake live in person in real life. And to be honest, it actually felt like kind of relaxing <laughs> because I had just worked with this healer right before that, found this amazing healer here. It's part of why I'm here, this amazing healing community, uh, spiritual community. Did this incredible healing work and then I went out to eat finished having my food and then it was about to get up to go and leave the restaurant it's pretty late at night and the ground shakes so I don't know if you've ever been on a ride at like a theme park or something uh, when I was a kid I went on this Star Wars ride somewhere I don't remember where and like the whole seat that you sit in like shakes and vibrates it felt like that like that was my first initial reaction it's like oh it's like that ride I went on as a kid where the whole ground shook and I was like kind of super chilled out from my healing session and then I see everyone else running you know getting out of the restaurant and I was like oh that's probably what I'm supposed to do here because uh, these locals here know the drill and I was like am I supposed to get under a table you know, I think I saw something like that about earthquake preparedness. Like if there's an earthquake, you're supposed to get under a table or you're supposed to stand in a door frame. But uh, this place I was at didn't have a door frame. It's like half mostly outside. So anyway, I run out to the street and see everyone else in the areas run out to the street. And that was it. A quick rumble on the ground for like maybe five seconds. And then that's it. And I had just finished at the restaurant, so I just started going home. And then run into my friend on the street, and she's like, where's the tsunami? <laughs> and I was like, what? You know, and she's like, well, there's the earthquake, and then the tsunami follows that. You know, because we're right on the ocean. Last year, there was a big tsunami here, wiped out some businesses and houses. And I didn't know that, right? So now I know, okay, earthquake, run to the street more likelihood of a tsunami at that point. But at this point, I'm like, okay, well, good to know. So next time, if there's something, I'll run out to the street. I'll stay away from the ocean. 
Glad I didn't go for the oceanfront property here. I have a good ocean view, but it's still a little further back up on a hill, so I feel safe about that. And then I just go home, and it's late, so I go to sleep. And then at about 1 a.m., I'm woken up to a tremor, a tremor, which I did not know, but uh, when there's an earthquake, usually there's some tremors afterwards, sometimes for several hours later. And this was a few hours later, and there was a tremor, and it woke me up. And it's pitch black here at night. Like, you know, I got an ocean view, but I can't see anything at night. It's, everything's just pitch black. And I don't know what to expect. You know, the construction isn't the best at the house I'm at. It's nice, but like everything here, the construction is like uh, a different set of standards than American uh, <laughs> construction that I'm used to. It's nice, but it's like, is it earthquake nice? I don't know. So anyway, I'm sharing all this just to share my own experience of like, I had increasingly rising levels of uncertainty, even though I was, okay, I learned this thing. It's a little, okay, I get it. Now at this point when I'm waking up to a tremor, it's like, there's a lot of things I don't know about earthquakes and I'm learning them as I go. But now I've got a lot of questions and I'm woken up at 1 a.m. I'm tired, I want to sleep pitch black where I'm at is remote so there's nobody around me if the roof somehow caves in for some reason uh, I, I don't know what I'm gonna do you know hopefully my phone will still work but it's just now after okay learn this learn that learn that it's like oh there's a lot I don't know here and now I've got more uncertainty even though I had increasing levels of certainty and now I started to get worried. So I started to text the owners of the property I'm at, looking up stuff online, researching earthquakes. You know, at 1 a.m. and I want to sleep, but now I'm like, it's hard to sleep. So I'm like, is there going to be another tremor? Is the roof going to cave in? What do I do if that happens? All these fears and uncertainty start to come up. And I could just sit there and meditate and breathe. I know how to do that. And it's like, well, the roof could cave in. <laughs> and like, how do I react to this? Like, I just try to go lay down on the bed and then just wait and see what happens. Like, should I try to sleep outside? Everyone ran outside right away. Should I be outside? You know, and then it starts raining and storming. You know, in the past two days, it started raining. And uh, so I just had a lot of confusion and uncertainty. I didn't have clarity. And then I finally got a hold of the owners who are in Spain. So they happen to be up, even though it's 1 a.m. here. And they gave me a lot of clarity. Like they said, okay, you know, this is what you can expect. Yeah, we're on a fault line. There's earthquakes four or five times a year. It's no big deal. The house is safe. It's built for that, you know, blah, blah, blah. So all this clarity comes after that uncertainty and confusion. And that is what I've identified and I've become aware of in myself is kind of the process of learning and growth is yes, contrast creates clarity. That is a useful statement. I love it. It's helpful in a lot of ways. But in this case, you know, I had a lot of uncertainty and confusion and not exactly, it's not exactly contrast, right? So it's a different angle of approaching this rather than, well, I know I don't want to die from the roof caving in. So what do I do with that, right? So the other layer of this, the other perspective is rather than just knowing what I don't want, yeah, I know I, I want to sleep well, 
there are unknowns, there's confusion, there's uncertainty, there's a lot of questions. So how can I answer those questions? And that, in a way, is like contrast that creates clarity. I don't know this, so I want to know this. But I know for myself, I've experienced like thinking of confusion as like this big problem of like, uh, I need to, I shouldn't be confused. I should have the answers. I need, I, you know, I should figure this out. And in some ways, uh, seeing it as a problem, you know, and whenever you do that, it makes it worse and exacerbates that and perpetuates that problem. So it's a sort of approval and embracing of confusion of like, oh, this is a perfect step from essentially clarity to confusion, back to clarity, to new confusion, to clarity, to confusion. And uh, it's kind of a flipping of a coin to clarity, to confusion. And then you're going to continue to go through new levels of this. I've certainly had this a lot in my own studies of astrology over the years of Oh, I get the signs, 12 signs, easy, 12 types of people. Okay, astrology is simple. But there's also houses. Oh, okay. Well, you know, actually it starts with the sun sign. That's where most people say, that's where I started. It's like, oh, I'm the Aries sun. There's 12 sun signs, 12 types of people. Astrology is easy. Got it, clarity. And then you learn, well, the moon sign is also important. What? You know, I got to balance two things, right? Now there's, there's confusion but then you learn what the moon represents, now there's clarity. Then you learn the ascendant is important too. And that adds a new level of confusion and you gotta figure out what the ascendant means until you learn that and now you've got clarity on all three of those. And then you learn all the other planets and the houses and the nakshatras. And you know, if you're like me, then you learn that the whole Western system is based on the tropical zodiac from 2000 years ago. And the whole system is now in question and then I learned Vedic and all this. So maybe you had a similar journey to be here on this podcast where we study sidereal Vedic astrology and confusion to clarity. And there's always new levels to it. And there's things I learn almost every day in Vedic astrology because it's so deep and so rich. And there's so much history that has taken thousands of years to accumulate. And here I am just 17, 18 years into studying this now or so. You know, and that still feel like I'm just beginning every day. It's, I feel like I'm just beginning. And uh, I think that's a good place to be with anything that you want to learn or improve or study or understand yourself. And there's always new levels of confusion. And that is good. That is okay. Confusion does not mean you're dumb or wrong or you don't know anything. Uh, it actually means you're learning, in my opinion and experience. So, you know, I've given some very specific examples for myself, but... For example, like people I talk to every week in readings, confusion of like, how do I have this conversation with my husband about this issue that has been pressing us for a while? Uh, or a question of like, should I take this new job in this new career path? I feel like there needs to be a change. Am I on the right path? There's confusion. It's like, should it be this or that? A or B or C or D? That is all okay. And within that, there is a question. And I think the more you can get to what is the question here in the confusion, now it becomes answerable. Now it becomes something that you can ask for help. You can search. You can read a book. You can look at your astrology. You can get a reading. You can do practices. You can go into meditation and ask for guidance 
for, through prayer, through meditation, through contemplation. So, uh, you know, it's like maybe I need something different in my career becomes do I feel satisfied in this current career path? That's a question. You know, it's answerable. It starts to create clarity through even just stating the question. And it starts as confusion of like, you know, am I in alignment in my work? Actually, that's that's the question, right? Before it gets to the question, it's confusing. It's like, uh, I'm confused about my work. I don't know if I like it. I don't know if I'm in the right path. You know, these kind of questions. But it's it's not even a question yet. And that's the thing. It's like When it's confusing, it's hard. I get it. I know I've been there many times. You're just like in the milieu of it, of like... Uh, you might not even think consciously words about it. It's just like something feels off in my work or something feels off in the relationship or something feels off in the home. And that starts as that confusion. It, it was clear before. It was like there was a point where you really wanted that job and all you wanted was to make sure you got that job and you did good at the interview and you got hired and, and you learned everything and you became a good employee or whatever. You started the business. you know. So there's a point where that was crystal clear and then it started to get foggy. And now it's at a point of confusion. And as long as we're alive, we're going through that. There's clarity, then there's confusion. And from the confusion, we can ask questions. And from the questions, we can get answers and insight. And those questions can be asked through astrology, through meditation, through coaching, counseling, therapy. Whatever method aligns and works for you. Uh, my hope is that this podcast, I just share some things that can help you answer those questions that you're living in or bring some clarity into the new stage of confusion that you're in. And it's really like this total approval of confusion, like don't know. And in some ways, it may be worth even exploring living in the don't know more than the thinking that you know. And you could even argue like thinking that you don't know is what you are doing. You know, it's like we go from thinking we don't know to thinking we do know to thinking we don't know. And it's all really just this ever-changing mystery, really. And you know, I'm personally in a phase like that myself of don't entirely know. I can give you an entirely, lo I could not give you an entirely logical reason why I moved here to this little village town in Oaxaca. Uh, I can kind of justify it and make it make sense, but it doesn't always make logical linear sense as much, right? There's an intuition piece that is beyond just the rational mind that if I only listen to the rational mind, life would be kind of dull and too predictable, too safe. And things come and shake it up anyway. You know, you try to live that way and it just ends up getting disrupted anyway. And the universe laughs at your plans. So it's, you know, it's going to be different for everyone. We're all in different phases of life, different situations. But what I'm sharing today hopefully gives you some perspective of looking at wherever you're at in the areas of your life. You know, I talk about the four aims, health, wealth, relationships, purpose. Do you have clarity right now in those areas? Do you have confusion in those areas? Either way, wonderful. If you feel total clarity, enjoy it, savor it, have fun. If you feel confusion, enjoy that, savor that, have fun with that. 
you know, being in the unknown and the mystery of life. And that will eventually lead to some sort of questions, seeking something out, looking for help, and then finding answers. And this year I've talked a lot about creating wealth, doing what you love. So through that process of confusion, to questions, to answers, to clarity, you do that enough in certain areas and you become very skillful in that area. Like if you've done that in relationship enough that now you have a very healthy relationship, you used to struggle with X, Y, and Z, now you're very skillful at that. That's something you could teach other people how to do. Because now when someone else has that question and goes looking for the answer, you could help them because you were them. And I think that is one of the most valuable things, the most valuable skills right now in modern times and over the next 10 years or so, that kind of approach to service, to helping others, to creating work, doing what you love, helping people go through the transformations you've gone through is one of the most valuable things you could offer right now. That is essentially where the most potential growth and the easiest startup costs and most accessible way to just get something moving in your life that you can own and create that is your own thing. So I talked about that earlier this year in the Thrive Online program. I talk about that when I teach people how to be astrologers and yoga teachers. And uh, that is something that you can do this year, in the near future, that no matter what happens in the economy or your job or employment or things like that, you can create a path of your own creation. Like, let's say you were struggling with fertility and you figured out if you made these dietary changes, if you made these lifestyle changes, it improved your fertility and you're able to conceive a child, but it was something that took you years to figure out. You know, if you went through that kind of process, you know, change the topic to whatever you want, uh, having a relationship with your family or improving your finances, improving your health, whatever the topic is, if you've gone through some sort of big transformation from confusion to clarity, you could help someone else do that too. And you could translate that into work that you love, right? Because there's people who are looking for that. And, you know, for me, I can say personally, like, and you probably experience this too, like you'll gladly pay for those services. Those are incredibly valuable things, right? If, uh, for me, for example, like struggling with my finances many years ago, I invested in a lot of trainings and programs to better understand finances to better improve my business skills because I was wanting to create a living doing work I love. I was really good at teaching yoga and good at astrology, uh, but I never really had any money. <laughs> and then I realized that was a problem and it was actually limiting me and I was playing small. So I started to look for help in that, you know, and then found it. And now I pass that on to others and I gladly paid thousands and thousands of dollars to learn that in experience and information from people who had the results I wanted because I could see how it could translate into me also generating thousands and thousands of dollars, doing work I love with an integrity and just genuinely helping people too. So there's a virtuous circle to that and there's also a sort of karmic energy to it as well. Like you pay, you give, you dedicate your time and energy 
comes back. There's a law of reciprocity in the universe. And it comes back to you, but you've got to give it out again. And that's part of the reciprocity too. Like you can't just hold on to it. So you got to keep it circulating or it gets stagnant and stuck. So part of that, you know, it all comes back to confusion to clarity. And hopefully this gave you a little perspective of whatever confusion you're working through right now, whatever uncertainty you're going through. Again, all the topics I talked about today, like earthquakes, finances, fertility, whatever, career, you can replace those topics with the topics you're working through right now and hopefully find some clarity yourself. But also, if not, that's wonderful. You know, if you're in confusion, that's wonderful. Nothing wrong with that. You know, that you could be in the wilderness for months or years even. <laughs> no problem, right? Because you don't know the, the magic that's happening. You don't, you don't know until later. It doesn't make sense until you look back of like why you're going through that. Or you might be going through a dark night of the soul. You might be going through a Saturn return. Anyone who's Aquarius moon right now, you're going through the Sadisati. If you're Aquarius Saturn, you're going through Saturn return right now. Those are big transits. If you're Rahu is an Aries, you're going through a Rahu Ketu return right now. Those are big life-changing transits. Uh, if you have uh, Aries or Libra Ascendant, you're going through Rahu Ketu over your Kendra houses. Those are big deals. Right? So if you're going through that stuff, like there is very likely to be confusion. There's very likely to be uncertainty, ungroundedness, instability, questioning, and that's wonderful. From that comes clarity over time. And right now as I'm recording this, we're going to talk about the transits of this week. But Saturn just went retrograde. So now over the next five months, go back over your structures in your life, your systems you put in place, what foundations you've set up in your life that have worked, what have not worked, what needs to be changed, what have you learned over the past couple years of all of this since 2020 really, since Saturn dominant time that finishes up in 2025 finally. Uh, what have you learned? What has changed? It's good to do a sort of retrospective kind of look at all that. I talked about that on the last episode. Go check that out in the archives. And then I'll talk about what's going on this week, including right now. If you're listening to this when it's live, check out quietmindastrology.com slash wealth. You can still watch the replay for Wealth Wednesday, where I talked about how to apply astrology to your finances and announced the new app and community I've created called Wealth Rising, which is all about supporting you to apply astrology to your life to increase your wealth and apply these principles. Because I think it's essential to everything else. I used to think wealth is totally, you know, whatever. Money, greed, don't need it, whatever. But I realized how limiting that was and how it was keeping me playing small and avoiding responsibility in my life, not being above it all, <laughs> like I kind of thought, not being more spiritual, like I thought. It was actually a sort of pride, a sort of ego in a way, because more resources means I can help more people, I can be more generous, I can give more, I can live a healthier life, I can help others live a healthier life. It's very simple, really. But... Uh, Managing finances can be confusing, overwhelming, and stressful. So I talk about some deeper underlying work to do around finances in that workshop. And in the app, walk you through how to get crystal clear, zero confusion about your money with that app. Zero confusion. I use it almost every day. 
and it's crystal clear. You know, where every dollar is going, where it's coming from, all the way through the whole year, every single day, with all the transits. It's very useful. I've been using that for six years now, I guess. Uh, this most recent version of it, I'm calling Wealth Rising. That's what I'll probably call it going forward forever. And it's all about helping you build your wealth, doing work you love and managing your finances as well. So that is open just for the next day. So if you're listening now, you gotta act fast. I know some of you are hearing this later. Sorry, it's a little late, but you will not be able to join this round, but you can get on the wait list for the next round because we've got a cohort kind of set up and we'll be meeting bi-weekly, working on building wealth in sync with astrology. So let's talk about what else is going on this week. We have four transits of note this week, starting from Monday, June 19th, 2023. The first transit of this week is on Tuesday, June 20th, Mercury in Murgashira for seven days. Then the next one will be on Wednesday, June 21st, Jupiter and Barani for five months. On Thursday, Sun moves in Ardra for 14 days. And then on Saturday, Mercury goes into Gemini for 14 days. So a lot of Gemini energy right now, a lot of creation energy right now, a lot of creative energy. And great time for managing finances, whether you work with me or not. Get current on your finances. Look back over the structures and systems you put in place for your finances and improve upon them. If you need to use a different app or software or work with an accountant or bookkeeper, do that now while Saturn is retrograde in Aquarius. Good time for it. And with all the Mercury, Gemini energy going on right now, it's a great time for that. So first of all, Tuesday, June 20th, Mercury in Mergashira. Mercury, our intelligence, our communication in Mergashira, which is a seeking and searching kind of energy. So what do you want to learn? Where do you want to grow in, in your intellect, in your communication? I'm learning Spanish right now, improving mi español as best I can. Uh, it's, it's a lot harder to learn uh, than it was in high school, I feel, because I, I don't know, maybe it's just a limiting belief I have. But I'm wishing I learned it more when I was in high school at this point. But uh, Mercury and Megashira, the dear energy, the intelligence energy, seeking out new information, new ideas, new perspectives. Great time for learning anything, reading books, learning new topics, exploring different ideas, having deep conversations, exploring lots of ideas through conversation. I will be doing that this week. Uh, I think I'll be posting it this week, but there's a really cool podcast I'm excited to share a little different format, but it's going to be a discussion looking back over all the stuff of the past three years of the COVID stuff. So that'll be interesting. And uh, there's a, a unique take that I want to share on that, that you may not have heard anywhere else through this lens of Vedic astrology, but it'll be really fun. And this sort of Mercury and Megashira explorative energy, the Saturn retrograde, let's, let's, let's do a retrospective. Let's go back over things that have happened over the past few years, the structures and things that have happened. There's some really interesting stuff happening that, with that in the world right now, with Saturn turning retrograde. Uh, like over the past couple of days, Joe Rogan, Elon Musk on Twitter, inviting a debate about the vaccines and the U.S. response with COVID and all this over the past couple of years which was not even possible prior to this, a few months ago. 
But now with Saturn turning retrograde, I think there's this increased interest in like, let's look back at what happened over the past few years. What can we learn from it? Let's discuss it. Let's talk about it. Whereas before, there was no debate. It was all censored and silenced online. But now that is not happening anymore. Uh, the structures have changed, at least on Twitter. Regardless of your opinion of politics, whatever, I know people get extremely reactive about this stuff. It's very interesting. Uh, but the data, the, the simple facts of it are that before Elon Musk had Twitter, there was a lot of censorship and doctors with huge pedigrees, huge history of published research and highly respected. If they did not say the one way of talking about COVID or say the exact phrases that were put on TV by the WHO, if these scientists and experts in their field had any sort of questions, they were deleted from social media, their posts were deleted, they were banned, they were not allowed to post. Very interesting. And that is no longer happening on Twitter. It is still happening on other social media platforms, which is a big deal, right? That respected, established doctors who have done research and are doing research are, are practicing science, asking questions, part of science. And uh, now they are more freely allowed to do that without being deleted and censored on social media. So there is more open debate on that. And again, whatever your opinions are, those are just neutral facts of what has happened. And now there is more space for that communication, for that conversation to happen. I would love to see more people from opposing viewpoints to sit down and talk to each other instead of having the echo chambers online. I would love to contribute to that. I am open to that. If anyone listening has strong opinions on all this stuff, if you want to talk with someone else, you know, that, that's something I've considered doing here, just being a mediator, people to talk. Not entirely relevant to astrology, but as somebody with a strong background in mediation and meditation uh, and counseling and coaching, that is something I've considered doing and would be open to doing. And even consider like maybe starting a whole other platform to just let's get person A and person B to sit down and talk to each other. Let's just talk to each other like humans, you know, not talk at each other through sound bites, through social media. Let's have human conversations. Uh, I think there is more possibility of that coming through with Mercury and Megashira, with Saturn going retrograde, undoing, reviewing, learning from the mistakes of the past couple of years, things that could be improved. And now we have on Wednesday, June 21st, Jupiter into Barani for five months. Jupiter, the planet of expansion, protection, growth, and learning and wisdom. And Barani, the nakshatra of birth and death, of beginnings, of possibility, potential. So it's a wonderful time of high potential for creation, especially Rahu and Jupiter are together in Aries and Jupiter goes to Barani now, Rahu's in Ashwini. So it's like, if you want to start something, if you want to begin something, there is a lot of potential and power to do that and not a lot to slow you down. You know, depending on where this is placed in your chart, check that out. Those are the kind of things you might focus on creating. So look where Aries is in your chart. That house is where this energy is placed. But this is a, the womb is the symbol of Barani, the womb of creation, of course and the possibility of creating something new. So a great time to take bold steps forward in your personal and professional lives, and you're protected. 
There's a protected energy around creating things. Jupiter is the great protector. On Thursday, June 22nd, Sun moves into Ardra Nakshatra in Gemini. This can be an intensely transformative time from June 22nd for 14 days where you persevere through unpredictable changes and become stronger, more resilient, more creative, and better suited to lead, however that looks for you. Sun is a highly creative energy. Ardra is a transformational energy. It's ruled by Rudra, the god, god of storms. Its symbol is a teardrop, and it can represent building creativity, power, vitality of the sun through adversity, through working through sorrows, emotions, challenges, and coming out the other side stronger, more resilient, more capable, more confident. And it's a quite empowering energy, especially when sun gets into Punarvasu 14 days after June 22nd, the return of the light, a very powerful place for the sun to be. And wherever Gemini is in your chart, that's where you are going through this transformative time to come out the other side stronger, brighter, clearer. On Saturday, June 24th, Mercury moves into Gemini. So that's with, uh, that is within Mergashira. So Mercury will be in Mergashira into Gemini and for 14 days in Gemini. So that's what's happening this week. We'll talk about more next week where it goes. But uh, starting on Saturday, June 24th, for 14 days, this is a curious and communicative energy that emphasizes the importance of learning, communication, and intellectual pursuits. So a great time for having important conversations, intellectual conversations, learning, growing, exploring any ideas that you want to learn. And with this placement, there's a desire for variety, diversity, and new experiences in life. So it can be a lot of fun. And... You know, find reasons to laugh, like do something fun. Uh, <laughs> I was doing a little like self-reflection journaling today about the past week. And one of the inquiries I had was just what was my, when did I feel the most joy? Like when did I laugh the most in the last week? And I didn't have a good answer. Usually I do. I really like to laugh a lot. I love, I mean, what's more fun than that? to have a really big laugh and like usually the biggest laughs are going to come through socializing like something social like not always you know sometimes it can happen through like a video or you know gif or a meme or something or a comedy show or something but usually it's like actual just talking to friends joking making each other laugh uh that's to me like those are the biggest laughs and i just didn't have one last week i had a lot of socializing and friend time but no big laughs and it made me just realize like oh yeah that's that's really important to me i want to make sure i do that uh and you know sometimes it could be i'm just taking myself too seriously and not finding the joy and play and humor with my friends so saturday june 24th with mercury and gemini find the humor find the play uh, i went through a pretty deep depression many years ago and my ultimate conclusion from that my decision to go on was looking at the older people that I knew in my world and realizing that the ones who seemed to make the most of it and seemed the happiest seemed to think of life more as a comedy, as a sense of humor about things, a dark sense of humor. And the ones who at the hardest time seemed to think of life more as a tragedy and didn't have a lot of humor and a lot of enjoyment. 
And that was kind of my big takeaway from that difficult time in my 20s to see that life could either be a comedy or a tragedy. And they're both true. And it's a small difference between them, really. It's really just kind of how you look at it. So life can be a comedy and uh, whatever challenges you're going through are valid and important to address and work with. And there's humor to be found in life. There's joy to be found. There's play to be found. And just like a child, you know, everything can be play. Kids don't tend to take themselves too seriously if they have a you know, secure space in their life to play, if they're, if they're healthy children. I, I, didn't have the, <laughs> I didn't have the best of that myself personally, but I did always find you know, space to play. I did play as a child, of course. But uh, you know, it's that childlike curiosity. I love the Alan Watts concept. He talks about like to regard everything as play, to regard nothing as serious, not your work, not your purpose, your mission, your dharma, to regard it all as play. And that is the lesson of Mercury and Gemini and all this Gemini energy going on this week. Sun's in Gemini. We had the new moon in Gemini the other day. So take it from me, a moon and Gemini person. Uh, find some room to play this week, to laugh, to bring out your childlike wonder, have some fun, and not take yourself too seriously if possible. Uh, but uh, just enjoy, you know, find ways to just be a kid again yourself. So hope you found this helpful. If you're enjoying the podcast, check out quietmindastrology.com where you can sign up for free weekly horoscopes. You can get your free birth chart and you can schedule one-to-one readings with me there on the site. If you want to look at your chart in depth, all of the houses, signs, planets, nakshatras, the dasha you're going through, the transits you're going through, Again, those of you who are Aquarius, rising, moon, or Saturn in Aquarius, or Rahu in Aries or Libra, you are going through some of the more challenging transits right now. And uh, if you feel like you need some support, please reach out. Happy to offer support because these are all, it's always workable. You know, anything has a positive and negative potential, and we always get a choice of how to work with it. Just like every atom in every cell of your body has a proton, electron, and neutron. That potential is there, positive, negative, and neutral. In every transit, in every experience of your life, you always have choice. And I just look at the patterns through thousands of charts, through thousands of years, and there's very clear patterns. When Saturn is retrograde, it means this. When you've Saturn over your first house, it means that. And when you got it happening and you got the negative stuff happening, here's how you bring out the positive. So you always have choice. You always have potential and possibility. And if you need support, honored to help. Hope you're enjoying the podcast. Go back through the archives. Listen to the episodes on the big transits, the monthly, the yearly, the Saturn, Jupiter, Rahu, and K2 transits. These are all free resources here for you to apply this to your life and make sense of the ongoing patterns over months and years so you can best live in your unique alignment and i think if we have a world where everyone is living in alignment health wealth relationships and purpose at least trying at least trying doing your best that's a world i want to live in that's a world of more potential possibility growth connection harmony happiness who doesn't want that you know, and astrology is just this incredible tool 
that is so mysterious, so complicated, and hopefully I make it seem a little simpler, a little easier to apply to your life so you can live in alignment with what you value, what matters to you. And that creates an incredible ripple effect out into the world that I am incredibly honored to play a small part in. Thank you to my teachers and their teachers and the thousands of years of this history. So thanks for listening. Hope you have a great rest of your week. Look forward to sharing more with you next time on the Quiet Mind Astrology Podcast.